My name is Peter Davison, I played the Fifth Doctor, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls. episode 315 of the five-ish fangirls podcast and if this was a video podcast right now i would be taking my sunglasses doing my best lieutenant horatio crane one line quip and donning said sunglasses as the who scream into oblivion so just you know put that in your head <laughs> Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five Ish Fangirls Podcast. So glad you could join us. Let's start off like we do every week with the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. We are uh ish this week yep. poor poor Brittany. Yes. <laughs> the, more the... snow it's still like you know really <sighs> cold i don't know how she yes. does it <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah. know either so eventually she needs to move she, down she... to miami <laughs> yeah really right <laughs> at least at least somewhere where where well i was gonna say where spring is actually spring but even even here it's like we don't have spring we have false winter yeah yes yeah. or false spring. it was like or it was like, spring yeah it was almost 60 the other day but it was raining so the sun wasn't out and today the sun was out but it was only like 45 which granted two weeks ago we got a foot of snow i am not gonna complain too much but yeah yeah today the sun was out looked deceptively warm because it was like upper mid-20s it's like okay but hey at least the sun's out yeah yes but But yeah Yeah. Brittany shared like the forecast where she is with us and we're all just like oh hunger down girl come see us when uh you thaw out yeah (laughs) bundle up Turn up, jack up the space heater and just don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you really have to. Yeah. And uh, that goes for all of our all of our listeners up in the uh, northeast mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. east coast. So uh, yeah, just I mean I know you guys are all used to it, and but still. Yeah, we we, we, we sympathize. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yep. So. Ooh, stay safe everybody yep. meanwhile i live in the in the midwest so uh we're leaving winter and moving into tornado season oh uh, fine you and me both oh yeah. joy oh joy oh joy yeah uh, like yay spring and every other week it's like ah, severe weather warning severe what you know severe weather watch mm-hmm. tornado warning tornado watch Mm-hmm. Yes, Andy memes will be floating around of 
this is what a tornado watch is. This is yes. what a tornado warning is. With, <laughs> with, <laughs> with Mrs. Gulch and the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, and every every year I see that meme and I'm like, oh, that's how you can tell. And then I forget it because it's not something I have to worry about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll get my turn when it's wildfire season. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all have our thing. We do. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Well, let's do the news. First up in news, uh, some. Is it ten o'clock news when it's not a person? Uh, uh, let's call it. Let's so- call it nine thirty. Okay, nine thirty yeah. news. So, uh, Comic Con or Fandom Christmas, as we call it. Um, has released a statement regarding this year's conventions. Um, obviously, there's San Diego, the Big Kahuna, but then they've got WonderCon in Anaheim as well. Um, but uh, they have said that um, they have decided to cancel both um, WonderCon and uh, San Diego Comic Con. So those were are going to be online events just like they did last year so wondercon at home will be a free online event march 26th and 27th um and then uh you know phantom christmas san diego comic-con is going to uh once again be held online for free which i guess is a good thing Mm. um but um, it will only be three days instead of four. So it'll be July 23rd through 25th. Um, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like, I, I mean, coming, I mean, as far as uh, I'll say this, this isn't, this isn't unexpected because, um, you know, at, at, our, at my library system, we're, we're not anticipating doing any in-person programming um, until fall at the earliest so Mm -hmm. we're just planning all take home virtual stuff but it kind of feels like they're they're pretty they're pretty optimistic that fall is going to be kind of when they can start doing in-person stuff again so i mean the fact that they are planning sort of a small comic-con gathering i mean obviously nowhere near as big as what they normally do in the summer but they're they're planning something in the in like november yes i believe it said on here yes so yeah it'll be a three-day it, in-person convention in san diego in november yes yeah, so it, it'll be it'll be small but you know it's kind of you know it, it it feels like it tallies with with what i've been hearing just about you know yeah the, these kind of gatherings and things so there is hope keep your fingers crossed yeah and uh yeah well and if you had a badge for 2020 and it rolled over to this year that will automatically roll over to next year we're just rolling 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 yeah keep those badges rolling yep i i'm sorry i apologize (laughs) it's okay Um, and then uh, they're also working on an option for those who will like to attend the November event to transfer the badge and or uh, if you're exhibiting, you're planning on exhibiting um, to that as well, that we'll have information for that coming soon. So I guess if you're already registered to attend and or exhibit, check your email. Yes. But so, so there's that. 
Um, I don't know. It's like I've I've heard of several conventions this year already that that we know of that that we're that that uh, are the circles we run in that have gone virtual this year. Just kind of like, well, let's not get our hopes up. So you know, things are kind of iffy still. So let's just okay. cancel this year again and kind of see where things are. I mean, things do seem to be improving little mm-hmm. by little. So mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so there's that, uh, moving on to award season. It's crazy. That is. So the golden Globes mm-hmm. last night, I did not watch them because I didn't either care to watch. Uh, but apparently the theme of last night was streaming services. <laughs> you don't, you don't say. Taking okay. a big chunk of the awards. Granted that, that. Uh, that this the Golden Globes is movies and television, but still, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So, um, in the uh movie category, um, um, this made me happy and kind of sad when I read it. Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. the best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, so his wife, his widow, accepted the award on his behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, oh, yay! <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, uh, best motion motion picture animated went to Soul. Cool. So, um, you know, score one for Disney Pixar there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then television, best television series drama went to The Crown. Yay! Um, my, my shocked face. Let me show you it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, not a dig. That's not a dig necessarily. It just kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like duh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and uh, as we discussed when nominations came out, who's going to win for best actress? Is it going to be the queen herself or Princess Diana? In this case, is Princess Diana. Emma Corrin won for her uh, role mm-hmm. as Princess Diana in The Crown. Um, and I believe Julian Anderson also yes, won for Best her Performance role in by the an Crown. Actress in a Supporting Role. She won. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Josh O'Connor won for his uh, role as, as Prince Charles. <laughs> Well, there we go. The, the crown. So, yeah. Sadly, Mandel yeah. lost out, but hopefully next year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, obviously the TV stuff irrelevant going into the Academy Awards, but uh, we may, you know, this may give us a hint of what we could be looking at for the Academy Awards, which I believe nominations are announced in like two weeks I holy cow like yeah we're, we're we're getting yep. up there aren't we yep so we'll see we'll see what happens with the academy awards considering what happened to movies in movie theaters <laughs> last year so oh gosh yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do uh-huh. uh and what type of things get nominated so maybe yeah. maybe you know we'll get lucky and 
more stuff that we like will get featured because there wasn't as many options. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm we not holding hope. my. I'm oh not God, holding yeah. my breath on that one. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I can always hope. You can Ooh. hope. You, you, yes, yeah. you can. Uh-huh. And I can. And I can be the 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 cynical. You know what? Yes. <laughs> you you can be the with, Russian judge in this case. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, we'll find out in a few weeks. Uh-huh. The French judge. Yeah. French judge. Okay. Well, French. That works. That works. Too. I blow my nose at you. <laughs> Actually, that's literally. I might be coming down with a cold. No. <laughs> no, I don't think it's the coof. You English pig dogs. <laughs> Uh, so, well, speaking of streaming services, um, we now have a official release date for Loki on Disney Plus. Our series starring Tom Hiddleston with alternative timeline Loki. Thank you. Yep. Endgame. Uh, so, June 11th, the God of Mischief shall be available for streaming. So check that out. Yep. Um, it. Uh, I don't know. Have we? We've talked about the trailer, right? Yes. And it, it kind of. Well, to me, it had like sort of a quantum leap feel. That. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. It's like, huh? Okay. I mean, after WandaVision, and again, we will get to that when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of like one of those things. It's like, okay, this it feels like a gimmick, but I know better. So. Yeah. We'll see. Oh. Yep, but it it does it does look interesting. Yeah, good times, good times. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. Um, and then uh, uh, mark your calendars for this Christmas. Mm-hmm. Very excited. We have a, I guess, essentially a release date and title for essentially Spider Man Three. Mm-hmm. As far mm-hmm. as the MCU, Tom Holland is concerned. Spider-Man No Way Home. Home. And I love Coming they... to only in movie theaters this Christmas. Mm-hmm. Is what they're saying now. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I kind of love how... As of March actors... 1st. Yes. <laughs> right, yes. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's it's that, it's that after the summer thing. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe, Oh, well, and again. I, go, oh, go you ahead. finished. Go ahead, Christy. Oh, I was just going to say, I can't remember what I was going to say. So anyway, you oh, it wasn't sorry. anything important. No, you're fine. I, I kind of loved how the actors kind of trolled what the actual <laughs> title was. <Yeah. laughs> like, Spider-Man, phone home, Spider-Man, home slice, and then what was the other one? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Oh, there, there were, there were. Home Alone was one of them. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So they had, yes. they walked by this whiteboard that has all these ideas for <laughs> titles that involve home, and it's like, it's like, you know, the studio is like, yeah, we, we know what you're all thinking, and you know, it looks like, it looks like a comment section of, you know, someone saying, okay, what's the next, you know, making, making up all these silly home. Yeah. Titles. Well, it like before, you know, before that, it's you know. Tom Holland walking out of oh that too, you know yeah. like Feige's office or whatever and he's like he gave his fake title again 
Yes, because you spoil everything. everything. Tom, Tom's all like, what do I spoil? Like, everything? Everything. <laughs> but yeah, the, the whiteboard is, is hilarious. You're like, no place like home. You know, mm-hmm. want to go home. Home sweet home. Yeah. <laughs> Close to home. Can't find home. <laughs> sweet home Alabama. Yeah. Home school. Yeah. <laughs> Homeschooled. Aunt May says no. Yeah. <laughs> Far from home. We did this already. Already. <laughs> like Pick home alone. Own. Copyright issues. Not really. Not anymore. No, no. But <laughs> it's still a funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Spider-Man house party. Yeah. <laughs> oh well if you're gonna go house animal house yeah, really. <laughs> yes mm-hmm. i mean spiders are a kind of animal yes yep. yes not indeed. the kind i'd want to hang out with but yeah. <laughs> true what what a wretched thing yeah. i say in my best blathers voice and if you play animal crossing you know what i'm talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my so yeah that's that's exciting so, Spider-Man. I will take go. it. I will take it. Yes, even even though Christmas seems so far away, it's like yes. I, if yeah, yeah, I will gladly, yeah, spend part of my Christmas vacation just like I did last year, going to the movies, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. for an MCU movie. So, yep, my body is ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. we'll see what else tom holland spoils between now and then <laughs> yep or you know if they keep him if they keep him spoils under... i'm doing air quotes spoils, yeah. Yeah, spoils. <laughs> uh, unless they keep him under extended lockdown and i i could see him saying wait wait you know the the, the pandemic is is lift is lifting it's okay i can leave now no you can't yes you, keep, <laughs> you can't keep your mouth shut yeah <laughs> Meanwhile, Kevin Feige's got like a just like a like a, a team of people specifically to feed things to Tom Holland. <laughs> it's like if this gets out, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, this th- this little tidbit sounds juicy, but actually, we're gonna put that in the final trailer anyway. So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> or you know, Tom, don't make us mute you during the Zoom meeting. Yeah. They're like, let's show them uh, that one take that we're not going to use because we're going to use that other take we got instead. <laughs> I, I do, I do like that. Tom seems to be a good sport about all of this. Yes, it yes. is funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As and I, I'll keep him in check. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the news. But we are in a new month. Yes, we yeah. are. Book club update time. Yep, so the book this month is the second book of Time Lord Victorious of Flesh is Grass. And then the poll for April is the Resurrection Casket, Flip Flop, Wheel of Ice, and the Shakespeare Notebook. And I, I will put a plug in for Resurrection Casket. I've actually listened to the audiobook. It's mm-hmm. been several years now, but uh, I, I believe David Tennant reads it, and it's yes. very, very good. So if, mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it, it's a fun one. So I, I do recommend it, even if it doesn't become our, our um, book club one for this for next month. But still, it's been, it's been a while since I listened to Flip Flop. But what I, from what I remember, it's a good. Yes, mm-hmm. Flip Flop Flip Flop is great. It's, yeah. it's one that uh, gets gets high praise consistently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and deservedly so. Yeah. And that one, you can listen to it in any order, and it still makes sense if memory serves. Yes. So, so you know, this is back, well, they still do CDs, but, you know, streaming was not as big a thing as it is now. Yeah. And so, you, you know, every big finish comes on two CDs. So Flip Flop had this thing where if you listen to, you have the black CD and the white CD. So you could listen to the black one first, then the white one, or you could do the white one first and the black one, and then the black one. And it doesn't matter. The story still makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> which which you're sitting here wondering, like, how in the world? Trust me, it makes sense. It works. <laughs> yeah. It does. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yes. <laughs> which is like, I mean, I guess it's something you couldn't, you could only do with an audio like this i don't think you could actually do this with it with a tv episode yeah but again it's another example of big finish you know doing you know doing creative things with the audio format and having fun with it so yeah oh big finish yes Mm -hmm. that one is definitely worth your time a lot of these things are worth your time what am i saying yep all big finish is worth your time With with very few exceptions, and yep. uh-huh. and I do mean very few. Yeah, uh-huh. Nicholas Briggs, call us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're, they're not a sponsor, but we'll take sponsorship. <laughs> oh, free yeah. audio downloads, really. <laughs> really, yeah. We'll take yeah. credit. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, so that's it for news. Moving on to feedback. Got some feedback from Shalane, letting us know what she's also currently uh, watching and all those fun things. So she's been watching Clone Wars. Good choice. Uh, mm-hmm. Smart Guy, The Muppet Shows, uh, the OG Freaky Friday. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and her favorite episodes of Parks and Recreation. I love Parks and Rec. Um, and it's just, not just because it's in Indiana. Yes. Buffy, <laughs> uh, the Vampire Slayer, Firefly, favorite episodes of Agents of Shield. Um, she's been watching The Masked Dancer. I am not. Um, oh. but she said she's also excited for season five of The Masked Singer. So am I. Uh-huh. Next week. <laughs> uh-huh. Not that she's been counting down or anything. No. <laughs> um, and then also WandaVision haven't we all um mm-hmm. the do little movie with robert downey jr um podcast she's been listening to called uh, history of chicks um it's a podcast all about females of history like audrey hepburn shirley temple like that um she's been reading the percy jackson books uh, i'm playing donkey kong country 2 and tomb raider um and then she's also looking forward to the corella movie and uh raya the last dragon and black widow mm-hmm. and luca which is the in in, in canto <laughs> and ghostbusters mm-hmm. afterlife falcon and winter soldier loki spider-man no way home as we all mm-hmm. are <laughs> yes muy bueno yes mm-hmm. yes good stuff to look forward to Mm-hmm. It's, it's so nice. 
So, so nice. Isn't it nice to have things to look forward it to? It is. After mm -hmm. you know, being is. in a holding pattern yeah. for so long? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the occasional cancellation, you know, is kind of disappointing. But, uh, you know, for each cancellation, there seems to be, you know, other uh, things. So, like, nope, we're still going strong. Don't yep. count us out. I'm like, yes, please, thank you. <laughs> if you don't mind. Yep. Mm hmm like et i'll be right here mm -hmm. all right shalane thank you as always for your feedback you know we love reading but sometimes it's hard to find time to physically sit down with a book which is why the five-ish fangirls has proudly partnered with audible Audible is a leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs. Whatever makes you squee, there's a perfect listen for you. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible Originals. Whether you're adventuring through time and space, running from dinosaurs, or capturing ghosts, with the free app, audiobooks go where you go. You can download titles and listen offline, anytime, anywhere. Even if you switch devices, you'll never lose your place. And right now, Five-ish Fangirls listeners can sign up for a free 30-day trial by going to audibletrial.com slash fiveishfangirls. That's 30 days to check out not only their huge collection of audiobooks, but also podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. So continue the joy of reading with Audible. Don't see a title that trips your trigger one month? No problem. Your credit will roll over to the next month, and you can quit anytime and keep the books you've acquired forever. For more details and to sign up for your free 30-day trial, visit audibletrial.com slash fiveishfangirls. That's audibletrial.com slash fiveishfangirls. And now, back to the podcast. Right, moving on to this week's main topic, and Holly is about ready to jump out of her socks. Yes, <laughs> in excitement. Yes, so, not just because the lead singer just happens to be celebrating his birthday today, which we totally planned it that way. <laughs> yeah, totally. When we planned last week to move this topic to this week instead of waiting till mm -hmm. August. Uh, <laughs> actually anniversary uh yeah. so yeah um we are going to be uh diving into because because later this year it's august mm -hmm. is going yep. to be the 50th anniversary of who's next which is the fifth album mm -hmm. by the who fifth yes. studio album i should say mm -hmm. i the who yes so very exciting so mm -hmm. i will admit this is not an album that i had listened all the way through <laughs> i knew i mean there's only nine songs on the album because we're, we're, we're talking about the original released album right not, not the, the extended not the re you know different order cassette version or the 95 cd with bonus tracks or the 2003 <laughs> deluxe edition yeah. without, you know <laughs> yes all of those we're just talking mm -hmm. about the original studio album which only has nine tracks on it 
which mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a whole lot considering what we get these days. Yes. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're talking one song is eight and a half minutes long. You got yep. another song that's a little over six minutes long, and then you've got two songs that are over five minutes and one that's almost five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the shortest song is two minutes, ten seconds. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Queen, really, <laughs> yeah. and Night at the Opera and Bohemian Rhapsody, the sub three minute song on the radio was becoming less. Bye bye. <laughs> Yeah, because up until that point, the idea of good commercial releases for radio were mm-hmm. three minutes and under. Yep. And Queen came along and was all like, uh, no, uh, longer is better. <laughs> Here, hold, hold <laughs> our wine. Freddie said. Um, yes. And uh, since then, it is not unusual to hear a song that goes six, seven, eight minutes. Mm-hmm. So. And they are all a work of art. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. So, yep. Because with this one, you have two out of the four CSI franchise theme songs. Yes. <laughs> If you've ever watched CSI, you've heard some of these songs. Yes. Yes, you have. The other two are from different albums. The original CSI proper was from, was Who Are You from the Who Are You album. Mm -hmm. I Can See for Miles is CSI for CSI Cyber. And that was, I want to say, Anywhere, Anyway, Anyhow. So, yeah, and then also on this one, we also get, um, if you ever watched the movie Jerry Maguire and were listening quasi-closely when he is writing his grand opus in the hotel room, Getting in Tune is playing while he is writing that. (laughs) Yeah, so um, what's interesting is this album what we got is not what they originally intended because (laughs) at this point it's you know 1970 ish going into 71 because they actually didn't Mm -hmm. start production on this till like spring of 71 and then Mm -hmm. at least in august quick turnaround um yeah they were coming off of the high of tommy yes which came out in 69 and was this huge you know rock opera essentially that had like you know a storyline through it yep um and uh townsend pete townsend was like i want to do this again but i don't want to necessarily just rehash tommy all over again Uh um so but he came up with this idea that he called lifehouse and um it was supposed to be again this whole big story and uh was actually supposed to have a feature film to go with it with Uh the the music um and the uh the townsend's idea for lifehouse was based on his experience when they were on tour promoting tommy um where 
uh, I'll quote him here. He said, I've seen moments in who gigs where the vibrations were becoming so pure that I thought the whole world was just going to stop. The whole thing was just becoming so unified. He believed that the vibrations would could become so pure that the audience would dance themselves into oblivion. Their souls would leave their bodies and they would be in a type of heaven, a permanent state of ecstasy. The only reason this did not happen to Who Gigs was because there was a knowledge in the listener's mind that the show would end and everyone would wake up and go to work the next morning. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. uh, that, that, that's a likely excuse. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and then too, this whole storyline, it's almost kind of, you know, the precursor to the internet, I mean, and touches of what would become like the Matrix and a little bit of Ready Player One with the suits and the yeah, there was Electra. Yeah, um, the because at this time, because the Who had gone from kind of like you know my generation Who. Mm-hmm in the earlier 60s to this more you know kind of like what the beach boys and the beatles did in their later years where they were experimenting more um with music and sound and using equipment and stuff um that uh townsend himself was also struggling with balancing being kind of this rock and roll star you know Mm -hmm. as a member of the who and keeping in touch with himself Uh and so he was turning as a lot of rock musicians did because we saw this with the Beatles too they turned to um like Indian philosophy Uh um and um which was becoming a thing in the 60s and 70s anyway especially with things like you know using acid and expanding the mind and all of that Uh um but uh specifically um, there was a guru named Mahir Baba, mm-hmm. yes. um, who was a, um, who, he was an Indian spiritual leader who claimed to be, uh, his era's avatar or God in human form. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, um, there was this, this big movement surrounding him, um, for a good chunk of time and Mm -hmm. um uh, he nobody knows exactly how many followers he had but they think it was in probably the thousands if not hundreds of thousands um and and townsend was one of them who followed his teachings um so there's there's some inspiration in some of these songs because Mm -hmm. of that and it was this whole this whole thing of existence and what it means to exist that really inspired townsend to 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 write this whole life house thing um the whole story specific story for life house was um supposed to be kind of futuristic um it's a rock and roll fantasy set in a time when rock didn't exist um, the world had completely collapsed, and the only experience that anybody ever had was through test tubes. Um, so uh, everything's programmed, and the enemies are people who um, y- you would get entertainment intravenously. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh you know to kind of keep kind of people plugged into the matrix essentially Mm -hmm. um and the heroes of the story were the people who kept rock and roll going um and we're living out in the woods and there's these uh these two sides eventually come together and there's a battle and um there's a, a guru figure who's like you know comes to these these kind of rebellion people and is like i remember rock music it was absolutely amazing it really did something to the people um and um he you know they help kind of set up this concert that's going to be kind of like the big rebellion battle i guess mm-hmm. against the system that everyone mm-hmm. plugged into um so um and this whole idea of like the ultimate chord if okay. it, it, it supposedly exists and if it's played it will essentially bring like nirvana and peace to all of humankind so mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like um the new the, the latest bill and ted movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Possibly. That's what we look yeah. at it. So. <laughs> as a, as I mean, it's really just Bill and Ted in general. That's the whole premise of Bill and Ted is they're supposed to write mm-hmm. you know, the ultimate song that brings peace to everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And two, I think the band was under a little pressure because they also fell into the signing of a contract that wasn't good for them, not getting promoted like they should, having to get out of said contract and paying the price. Because they had hey, a where mem- we heard that they, before. Hmm. Yeah, they had a they had a manager by the name of Shell Tommy that the settlement. I'm quoting this from the Dave Marsh, "I Hope I Die Before I Get Old" um, biography. Tommy would receive an override of five percent on all Who recordings. I can't remember for how many years, but it included the years that Tommy and the Who's next album were out. And then a couple of percentages after that with renegotiations. So, mm. I mean, they're out of it now, but <laughs> ouch. Yeah. Well, that's a good chunk of change. Well, yeah, and considering, too, you still had uh, a drummer that liked to destroy in trash hotel rooms. Yeah, if you yeah, <laughs> if you watch the, the the documentary, and you know Towns, you know Towns is talking about how like their manager uh, did drugs, and mm-hmm. um, it was slowly seeping into the band and mm-hmm. he was like uh no <laughs> he's like mm-hmm. trying to stay away from that and yeah um, but there were you know the just the uh you know they were as as cliche as it is i mean their success mm-hmm. they were this big successful band probably you know aside from the beatles and queen like one of the biggest bands come out of the uk mm-hmm. and yeah. um they they struggled with that that fame and mm-hmm. unfortunately a lot of musicians because of the industry that they're in whether they actively look for it or not they end up being surrounded by people that abuse substances mm-hmm. and uh, you find yourself going down that rabbit hole 
mm-hmm. <laughs> intentionally yeah. not. Yeah, Roger was the only one that luckily didn't have any issues, demons with that, because he tried something once or when they were at Woodstock, he had eaten something that was drugged and it completely wrecked the way he sang. And he's mm-hmm. just like, forget that. That's my that's my main thing. I mm-hmm. can't wreck that, so I have to stay stay queen. Yeah. 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 So it's an it's an unfortunate thing and as we mm-hmm. continue to to look at, you know, bands and rock albums and stuff that's unfortunately gonna be a common <laughs> occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a reason for the term sex, drugs, rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's cliche, but you know, cliches come from somewhere, so mm-hmm. oh, it is what it yeah. is. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the so Townsend, you know, really just loved this whole idea. Like, um, they were going to um, film the um, the uh they would go to the young vic theater which is a Mm -hmm. famous theater in 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 london um and they were going to take it over i mean they even had a a press conference to announce this and the idea was that we're going to take over the young vic um and um have an audience you know like they would at any other who show um but instead of just having a concert they would be developing the album yeah there and mm-hmm. it would be like a communal thing so you know they would have they would want people to come up onto the stage with them and play with instruments and come up with lyrics and all sorts of things <laughs> and this whole thing would just be filmed and um they would have and the film itself would be a combination of concert footage along with some fictitious and scripted stuff and they were gonna do like full bio like bio sheets for the audience that included things like astrological data <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> all sorts of all sorts very of things ambitious. So, yeah, yeah it was very very ambitious and they maybe could have pulled it off but the problem was that the only person who understood what all this was was Townsend and he could not verbalize it in a way that Mm -hmm. made sense to everybody else yeah (laughs) Roger's just like give me the lyrics I'll make do (laughs) give me the chords give me the lyrics yeah you know (laughs) and Pete basically came in with most of the stuff pretty much set he gave the guys the demos from his home studios like here take a listen and go <laughs> add your mu- add your magic yeah <laughs> which is just astounding <laughs> yeah yeah but uh and that's probably why they were able to turn around a full album so quickly <laughs> <laughs> too, yeah from like april to august <laughs> yeah seriously yeah it's, yeah when you're you know Townsend comes in and he's like, hey, I've got pretty much everything written. We just need to uh, throw the rest of you guys in on it. Yeah. <laughs> Saves a lot of work. <laughs> all the songs on that album, except for one, are written by Townsend. Yeah. This, the, the only song that's written by another Who member is My John Wife. Yeah. My Wife. Yeah. 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 
which every time I see that title, I just want to say it like Borat, my wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the uh, once they realized that this was just going to be too much, and they just couldn't get something that would be coherent, which is funny considering you know how many years later when the tommy movie comes out (laughs) and that thing's a hot mess Uh, (laughs) yes it is yeah yeah and margaret is roger daltrey's mother yeah swimming in my mom showed me tommy once in the entire time she's like this is way weirder than i remember it being the movie um based off of quadrophenia is a little bit better yeah yeah. but uh yeah we'll we'll have to talk tommy at some point in yeah. the future so yes both the album <laughs> and the movie yes <laughs> yeah jack nicholson playing the doctor but yeah so let's get on to the album itself and the tracks yeah. uh, like no just before we quick do yep, that with with the scrapping um the who on record by um john atkins he was kind of bringing up how you know the big bands like the beach boys and the beatles they all had their big albums like sergeant pepper pet sounds and then like the final album or another big perspective project kind of failed most people would consider that being you know non-achievement mm-hmm. but he's just like the who's abandoned project exceeded almost all in its um, sheer comp- complication ambition and frustration but you could say with a vague footnote this is him saying in history and in fertile imagination of who fans worldwide as a legendary suggestion of what could have been and i have to say i kind of agree because if it would have clicked and everything went right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, this is still a really good album. Yes. Oh, yeah. For this it is... not, you know, it being a, you know, most of these songs were the ones that Townsend intended to be part of this big rock opera. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can hear that in the lyrics oh, yeah. if you really mm-hmm. listen to the lyrics like there are like character names you know mm-hmm. used in so you know telling a story mm-hmm. um so but then there's a whole lot of, yeah a whole lot of material that they didn't get to use because it was just not fleshed out uh, right in time yeah, but that's why we have like the later releases and the you know the you right know, the or a couple deluxe of editions and Right. A couple of the songs actually got reworked and got put in Quadrophenia. Yeah. A couple got put on the album's Odds and Sods. And one of my favorite um, songs called Join Together was actually supposed to be on Who's Next, but went, I think, on the Odds and Sods compilation. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so, but and yeah, this- as far as the 71 release, uh, mm-hmm. Two Sides four songs on side one five on side two um and the whole the whole album kicks off with baba o'reilly which i would hazard a guess that you know uh, a lot of people don't know that that's actually the title of this song (laughs) 
<laughs> you might know it as Teenage Wasteland. Yeah. Oh, and gosh. for those of you who are of a certain age, you can remember on some of the Disney VHS tapes promoting a certain animated cartoon, Bugs Life. This is also used. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's a. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Baba O'Reilly is the proper time mm-hmm. title of the song. But yeah, all the yeah, some people refer to it as Teenage Wasteland. Um, so. <clears throat> but uh, uh, this was one that was originally write, written for Lifehouse. Um, it's uh, it tells the story of a Scottish farmer named Ray, um, who would have been singing this song uh, as he collects his wife Sally, and she does get name dropped in this song. Uh-huh. Um, and his two children as they leave essentially the farmland to London. Um, so, um, it's somewhat, at least as far as the, the phrase Teenage Wasteland is somewhat inspired by, they did a gig at the Isle of Wright Festival in 69, mm-hmm. and then, um, the kind of mess that was left behind after Woodstock. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Both in, like, trash and, um people strung out on drugs <laughs> oh gosh yeah um so and some fantastic violin playing by dave arbus mm-hmm. in that bridge section yeah that's i the, the, there's like this the song as a whole is just great but it's it's so it just takes all these different turns with the sounds mm-hmm. you know because it uh you know it's got this you know kind of rhythm underneath that's done by a synthesizer essentially mm-hmm. um but yeah then you've got that bridge that that violin bridge which you know if this you're talking about a farmer what sounds more like farm country than a violin mm-hmm. you know? so there you go um Although when they would perform it in a concert, uh, they didn't have a violinist. It would would be done on harmonica. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Roger doing his best to uh, keep up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes Keith could get a little fast and speed up when he shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) It happens. Uh. Yep. but yeah, that's uh, that's and again, it's one of those that gets played on the radio all the time, <laughs> and at five minutes of some change, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a good good chunk. But uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so it was it was released with um, uh, as a single. Um, coupled with my wife and on the other side of the single. Um, oh. Chart-wise, uh, notably, um, it reached 11 on the Dutch singles chart in 72. 
Um, and then it was certified platinum both in Italy and in the UK. Um, so apparently in Italy, platinum uh, 50,000 units. Um, in the UK, platinum 600,000 units. Hmm. Um, and then the next track is uh, Bargain, uh -huh. which I knew this song. Uh -huh. Didn't I necessarily recognize it as a Who song because I believe this was used in ads in yeah it was used in a couple car commercials that yeah. memory serves yes <laughs> yeah no you aren't imagining things yeah you know, if you've heard it in a commercial. Like, i know i've heard this in ads i just don't remember what it was advertising mm -hmm. <laughs> um so um but this is one of those that's that was uh heavily influenced by townsend's um kind of spiritual searching yep. for himself mm -hmm. uh, it is a love song but the intended subject is not a woman it's god yes um it was influenced by mahir baba um and and his and his teaching uh towns that said the song is simply about losing one's ego as a devotee to mahir baba i constantly try to lose myself and find him i'm not very successful i'm afraid but this song expresses how much of a bargain it would be to lose everything in order to be at one with god so yeah But all I know is just the the hook, like at the end of the court, you know, the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The best I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, an interesting bit of trivia: the um, there's several guitars Townsend uses in this recording, but one of them is a Gresh. Hope we're pronouncing that right. Gretsch Chet Atkins guitar that he was given uh, by Joe Walsh. Mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yep. <laughs> so that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Getting in Tune is the yes. third track on the mm -hmm. first side. Uh, another song originally intended for life house um and this one the lyrics are supposed to describe the power of music as well as reflect the inner contradictions townsend was feeling at the time between his spiritual needs and his persona as a rock star <laughs> okay kind of skimming through the, the lyrics in my head yeah i can see it <laughs> yep. And just how it starts off with that, those simple piano notes, and then the whole band comes in later. <laughs> oh. Nope. My apologies. I am looking at the wrong listing. I'm looking at the version. Sorry. Okay. I Third think song is Love Eight for Keeping. Loving for Keeping. Yes, yes. There we go. And I did that the other day when I was doing the reading, and I kept scrolling down and <laughs> looking at the uh, list on the cassette because they re they had to rearrange them for cassette uh -huh. so that it would fit. Yeah, because you only get little... so much tape. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yes, 
which which is why some of those older albums okay kids you know that's why there's not as many songs because cassettes couldn't hold as much yeah yeah Uh so love ain't for keeping which is the shortest song on the album at two minutes and 10 seconds um and this was actually not supposed to be an acoustic number this was supposed to be electric guitar version i'm kind of glad it went acoustic because <laughs> i can't see it really going full on yeah an earlier version that they filmed with um kit lambert producing it was way more hard rock and had mm-hmm. synthesizers and electric guitars um but yeah they stripped it way down it actually is one of the few songs on the album that doesn't use synthesizers mm-hmm. um but yeah, another one that was intended for for Lifehouse. Um, it is um, uh, described as a blues tinged country love song. The lyrics project optimism and contentment, and the themes of the song include the peaceful joy of physical love, the power of nature, and the need to live for the moment. Indeed, to share love rather than keep it. Uh-huh. Yes, this is definitely like way more restrained <laughs> than yes. the rest of the album. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially, but like, you know, Bargain is kind of, you know, it's still kind of heavy, but it's like you go from Bob O'Reilly, which is like, who, you know, Teenage Basement. And then right, yeah. Bargain, which is still kind of heavy, but not as heavy. Mm-hmm. And then you get to right. Living for Keeping, and it's like, okay, take a breath. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then we move back into the hard and heavy yes <laughs> and NT maybe theme. one of the weirdest songs if that's even saying something yes. uh, <laughs> about I the think who. they were looking for filler space and this was and this the fact that this is be... you know written by Ant Whistle I don't know what that says about and this is actually supposed to go on one of Ant Whistle's solo albums but here guys here you go yeah yeah so my wife uh, um and um it is it is a this is pretty straightforward it's a telling story it's a man who's gone out gotten really drunk and has not been home for several days um, because he's been locked up for part of it uh thrown into a drunk tank and yep. now he is essentially on the run from his wife who wants to kill him <laughs> gallivanting with other women and now according he needs, to her yeah so now he is on the run and you know needs to yeah <laughs> he needs to enter the witness protection program pretty much essentially essentially this the uh this is the same gentleman who wrote for the spider <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true um yeah, but it's like uh you know uh he's like you know murdered in cold blood is what i'm gonna be what i'm gonna be you yeah. know give me police protection get my gun give me a bodyguard <laughs> a black belt judo expert judo expert gun. Gun. <laughs> <sighs> maybe a doctor who knows the news in keto yeah <laughs> uh, yeah 
I mean, it's one of those songs where you just shake your head and can't help but laugh and just go with it. <laughs> yeah. It's just the, it's, it would have been very interesting to see how that would have fit into. Mm, yes. <laughs> into Lifehouse, if that had, uh. Yeah. Um, if they had decided to use it, although some people don't think it was really intended for the Lifehouse project, um, because it wasn't included in the Lifehouse Chronicles box set. That's correct. So, but if they had included, that would have made for some very interesting visuals. <laughs> yeah, it would have. Like, how are we going to get in? You know, how are we going to explain this one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm also sensing a bit of a theme because this song talks about getting drunk and getting locked up, but then who are you? Also yeah. talks about mm -hmm. getting drunk and getting locked. <laughs> and that was Pete's not knowing version. where you are. So that's Pete's version because yeah. there was the story that he tells that he wound up getting drunk, almost passed out, and police officers come by and are just like if you know your name, Pete, yes. we won't have to lock you up, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you can better. get up and walk away without killing Wait. yourself, I'll let you go. <laughs> exactly. <Pete>. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, rock and roll. Yep. Uh, all right. Finishing outside one. The song is over. <laughs> a a another gentle. <sighs> But a lot longer <laughs> six minutes and 13 seconds mm -hmm. um, this was intended to be in lifehouse and this actually was intended to be the final song for lifehouse mm -hmm. um the idea was that um uh, there would be um this um kind of big concert or whatever you know this big rock concert that this guru you know trying to bring rock and roll back to the masses and um, there was going to be this, uh, they were going to be at the Lifehouse Theater, and the police were going to come and invade, and everyone in the concert, everyone at the concert disappears, and all that's left are the cops and military. <laughs> <laughs> so... Poof. Yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this was yeah. I was supposed to, this song was supposed to take place after the police invade uh, the theater and the concert goers disappear. Um, it's, it's supposed to be sad and wistful, but at the song at the same time, a bit of a high point. Mm -hmm. Oh. And then you kind of get a little bit of an echo of a song that comes later on on side two yes pure and easy yep um so speaking of side two let's flip the record over mm -hmm. now getting in tune in tune yeah <laughs> <laughs> again townsend's inner turmoil between okay. a rock star and apparently normal everyday guy who has needs so yeah so not necessarily the most memorable song i think of all of it, them it 
it, it's 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 more mellow. Yeah. And and there's not a lot of hooks to it. Yeah. Where it sticks into your memory. Yeah. And it's not one that they really played live. No. No. So that probably has something to do with it too. Mm-hmm. Um and then um our Next sec- one. second onside to going mobile. <laughs> yeah. Road trip song. Yes, yeah. If if, <laughs> if you were gonna build a you know if you were gonna build a you know a a a, a road trip uh playlist on mm-hmm. uh on your uh on your phone or iPod, I guess if you still use one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this would this would be a good song to to just be driving down the road to because I mean that's mm-hmm. literally what it's about is being on the open yep. road. In this case, literally in a mobile home, an RV. Exactly. Yeah. Like Make that. the toast and tea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which you know I I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, again, supposed to be part of Lifehouse. Um, the um, Townsend, uh, as in relation to Lifehouse, uh, described uh, using the song um, like this. As the story unfolded, because of the uh, vagaries, (laughs) Mm -hmm. English, uh, of a modern world, uh, because of the pollution being caused mainly by people's need to travel to be somewhere else, people have been told, you can't do that anymore. You have to stay where you are. But people have got this lust for life and adventure and a bit of color. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yep. I, I definitely, uh, I definitely get that. I, I do love myself a road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Again, not a big grand song, but Mm-mm. it is a fun road trip song. Yep. So. Um, and then. Um, the second to last song, uh, Behind Blue Eyes. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, the unofficial theme song to House MD. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, all I can picture is Gregory House just, you know, swallowing Vicodin pill after yep. pill and it helps the Hugh Laurie does have blue eyes so yes it does <laughs> <laughs> yep well and then too because and then one of the scenes in house I think he's also rocking out to Bob O'Reilly and somebody mm-hmm. comes in and shuts off the <laughs> yeah music mid-jam <laughs> yeah yeah um but uh originally the song the original man behind blue eyes was a bouncer that the Who supposedly met while in Brighton while they were on tour. Um, apparently he had long haired and the bluest eyes, but apparently he had a dark military history and his eyes showed deep pain from the losses and hardships he had battled. Hmm. And the band jokingly said when they would perform this live that Keith did not like performing the song because out of all the members of the band, he had brown eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
Um, as far as Lifehouse was concerned, this was supposed to be kind of the theme song for the main villain, a guy named Jumbo. Hmm. And this was supposed to be sung by him in first person. Um, apparently, Jumbo was a guy who was always angry and full of angst because of all the pressure and temptation that surrounded him. Um and um, yeah, I guess in the story, according to Townsend, uh, Jumbo felt like he was forced into a position of being a villain, whereas he felt that he was a good guy. Well, also, supposedly, at least the lyrics uh, about um, uh, his uh, fist clenching and cracking it open was uh, when Townsend uh, went back to his hotel room uh, alone after being approached by a groupie and uh he wrote those those words out almost as a prayer <laughs> uh, so but yeah I mean, it's definitely uh it's definitely a song you know the lyrics and the even the vocals just how like oh, yeah. pretty it is mm -hmm. um it, it's definitely being sung by somebody who is dealing with stuff and is really struggling mm -hmm. um but yeah ever since uh, ever since house was a thing on tv i've always associated the song with house <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and Roger, like he said, he could relate to that clenching fist and cracking it open before he lost his cool. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, sometimes there was friction in every band. And Roger came close to getting completely sacked because he took a swing and knocked Pete out completely cold. And he was almost yeah. fired. And he was just like, hey, I got it. Okay. If I want to stay, I... Yeah, can't fight anymore. I just gotta <laughs> yeah let it roll off. So. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned that in the, in the documentary. It's like they mm -hmm. they they all were having issues with dealing with the stress of fame and, mm -hmm. and everything, and it got to the point where it was like you know lose the attitude or lose your job. Right. Exactly. So yeah, and it came down to well, I really like doing this, so. I'll fix my attitude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. no, I don't want to go back and work construction or work at the steel mill. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then to round everything out with the longest song on this album mm -hmm. and all the CSI Miami <laughs> fans yes. don your sunglasses for mm -hmm. won't get full again yes now there's a couple different anecdotes about that primal scream mm -hmm. this got recorded at mick jagger's place in an outside Star recording yep. yep that scream was so loud there's conflicting reports it was so loud that people thought roger was actually having a fight with one of the tech guys or he screamed so loud that he rattled either the chandelier or the plates that were sitting on a dinner table. It was that loud with how high they had things cranked. <laughs> I could kind of believe all of that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> all the above. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I oh, I mean, and he still does it today, but I think he cuts back because oh man, having to do oh, that imagine. night after night, yeah. I imagine so. But you know that that screams also iconic because it's like you mm. know, all the uh, uh, frustration. Every opening, every, well, that too. But every opening of CSI Miami, it's like you know, <laughs> get, yeah, a, get a one liner then... from Dave Caruso, don the sunglasses, and cue the scream. Scream, uh, yep. I mean, even to the point where Chauncey actually use. I'll find the link to it. I'll add it to the show notes along with. <laughs> And stuff that Holly's mentioning um, in the documentary, um, but uh, Chauncey actually used that in part of my video he made for me for my 29th birthday. It was him donning the sunglasses, you know, cracking a one-liner, and then cue the primal scream. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think they came close on Supernatural, but I think they <laughs> cut it short. Yeah. <laughs> or didn't quite get there, but you knew where it was headed. <laughs> they, they cut it off right at the point where they would have to pay a lot of money. Yeah. So this was intended to be a closing number for Lifehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. you know the lyrics talk about revolution and power and and all that um so um and the paraphrase they really don't understand the meaning meet the new boss same as the old boss yeah <laughs> yeah so at the end of the opera like i said uh the uh the, there's gonna be a there was gonna be this big rock concert um the, i guess this is not a spoiler one, it's been 50 years, and two, the movie never happened, I guess. Uh, right. So at the end of the opera, there's going to be this big rock concert. The main character, Bobby, was going to be killed, but then that universal chord that I talked about earlier was going to be sounded that was supposed to, you know, bring enlightening to everyone. And then everyone who, you know, I guess all the good people, all the people who were actually celebrating rock and roll and feeling it would disappear, leaving behind the police, the government, and the army, and they would just have to fight each other. <laughs> kind of like a rapture. <laughs> a little bit. They're supposed to be like this, like this rock and roll rapture uh, at, the, at the end, so. Or the musicaning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. um, this is supposed to show how spiritual enlightenment can be ta- obtained via a combination of band and audience. <laughs> so. Uh, <sighs> so, but yeah, it's uh, pretty iconic. I have this on my workout list. Uh, Mm -hmm. so at at almost nine minutes long it it you know (laughs) keeps you going uh Mm -hmm. yep there's there's a little bit of a kind of a breather kind of where it's just Mm -hmm. you know just like the drumming Mm -hmm. before you know you get the scream again (laughs) but uh, 
yeah. yeah. Where Pete jokingly says you can kind of visualize the live performance with the laser lights and and I'm coming up and Roger looking like a fuzzy rabbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the poopy hair. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you do have to, if you have Amazon Prime, you do have to check out the classic album's making of this. It's, I think it was done in like 99 or 2000, but it's still, it's still priceless because John Entwistle was still alive at the time. And just to watch him talk about the albums and just to see him and his fingers, how they moved mm. across that bass guitar, like it was nothing. I mean, I can remember when I saw them in 97 playing Quadrophenia we had tickets that were kind of up, but we were able to actually move down during the course of the concert and the cameras. He was wearing this spangled silver sequined suit <laughs> and it just lit up when they would focus and they, the cameraman focused on his fingers and it was just holy crud, just how fast they moved up and down. It was something to see. So... <laughs> Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so that's that's uh, that's the album, at least as far as the original release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, the when it came out on cassette, they rearranged it, but it's still the same tracks, just a slightly different order. <clears throat> Nothing new there. Um, in '95, yep. there was a CD released with. Um, seven bonus tracks Mm -hmm. or another almost 35 minutes worth of uh material and then uh 2003 a deluxe edition was released um where it's it's two discs and there is 29 tracks (laughs) yeah between the two discs (laughs) yeah disc two is basically a lot of um disc one but live either from the young vic or from other live concerts yeah yeah or sl- or slightly different versions like versions alternate version of getting in tune yep. um there's a, the electric version of loving for keeping there's an alternate version mm-hmm. of behind blue eyes there's the yep. original new york session of won't get fooled again so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, but there's also some some new stuff that wasn't on the original. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but um, as far as the album itself, um, the chart um, in Canada it reached uh, its peak was fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, it reached third on the Danish albums list uh, number two for the dutch number two for french uh, 18th for german um 100th for italian <laughs> six for the norwegian number one in the uk number four on the u.s billboard 200 um it reached number seven on the u.s billboard top pop catalog in 2014 why mm-hmm. uh, yeah <laughs> nick if you're listening what do you think of yeah. the who's next album inquiring yeah. minds yeah what, what, what's up with the uh federa federazione industria musicale italia 
Why did it only? Why did it only reach number one hundred? <laughs> As I completely butchered that. Sorry, Nick. Um, it did. It did. The album itself was certified gold in Italy. Um, mm-hmm. It reached platinum in the UK, selling um, three hundred thousand units, and reached triple platinum. In the U.S., selling 3 million units. Nice. So That's for the album itself. Uh-huh. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah, out of all the Who discography, this one's usually my go-to. Tommy's good, but this, if I want to pop in a Who album, it's usually this one. The Who by Numbers or Who Are You? And then sometimes Face Dances. <laughs> so I kind of have a... <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like yeah. Tommy isn't necessarily one that you just pop in to like... Right. To... I mean, yeah. I guess you could, because I, I mean, I can listen to Pinball Wizard just by itself. Yeah. As a song. And... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it 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 stands alone, pretty much. But I mean, it is intended to tell a story, right? So it would be like you know, popping in the soundtrack for like a Broadway musical and only listening to like one song that appears mm-hmm. halfway through the second act. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah. Um, but yeah, no, th- this is definitely a good one where you could listen to the whole thing or just one or two favorites. And, mm-hmm. you know, you could still kind of, like I said, you could still kind of see and hear the story that Townsend kind of wanted to tell, mm-hmm. but it's just not all there. Right. So, yeah. but it, because it's not fully fleshed out story like Tommy you can kind of cherry pick right so. mm-hmm. unless you just want to go old school and do my generation and yeah right so. exactly that works too mm-hmm. yeah. early to mid 60s albums where they were just kind of not poppy not like the Beatles but yeah because the who never really have have been regarded and they say this in the documentary too or they've never really been regarded like a pop band intended for like screaming (laughs) fangirls like the Beatles they're they're and one of the one of the fans bands band right not for it wasn't a band for a lady with an engagement ring on her finger yeah (laughs) It's really more intended for the dudes. Mm-hmm. So. So cool. Yes. But that is, uh, who's next? Yeah. Which I could totally just go into the, you know, who's on first skit, <laughs> but, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll re, I'll, I'll re, you know, hold myself in. <laughs> uh, any more uh, parting uh, thoughts as our resident who expert, Holly? Um, 
not really, but if you do have a chance, check out if you're interested in what you heard with the Who's Next. I can't remember if um, the Lighthouse Chronicles is available on Spotify through Pete Townsend, but if you can check your check your local library to find them, they are worth the listen just to kind of see the full the full encompassing like oh this is where you were going yeah the original intended product product and for those who are wondering okay we like who's next what other who albums should i listen to i highly suggest you pick up a greatest hits album listen to those Mm -hmm. find the track number find out what year and what album they're on and then go yep because don't don't ask me to suggest. Hey, what's my what's what are your favorite songs? Because I yeah. can guarantee you, start with yes. start with the greatest hits, mm-hmm. and then go from there. But like, if you're just now getting into the Who, don't start with Tommy. <laughs> no, greatest hits. Because I mean, my favorite song you might not like. You might have a favorite song I might. Mm, that's all right. So. Yeah. Just start off with the greatest hits and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen to those and then maybe a few other, you know, this album all the way through, you know, maybe Quadrafina all the way through. But yeah, don't mm-hmm. have Tommy be like the first album you sit and listen to all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the very uh, least, you will be confused. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. The, the, the first time I ever really heard of The Who uh, was an episode of Animaniacs. And if you are. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where they went to Woodstock? Yes. And Slappy and, and, and Skippy go to Woodstock. And yes. Slappy's like, it's like, who who are those guys on the stage? The Who. The, the band on the stage. The Who. Who? <laughs> who's on stage? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was like, that Again, was really a band. Who's on first? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes, which is why I'm like, well, I don't know much about them, so, but this has been very enlightening and educational, and I will, mm-hmm. and yes, I have heard their songs, I just didn't know that's who it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, um, you know, Dad had classic rock on the radio when we were out, when we were out on the farm, and so, yes, but anyway, if any of our listeners have anything uh, who-related that they want to discuss, their favorite song, favorite album, or, you know, just whatever there is send us send us some feedback at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com you can also visit our website which is the fiveishfangirls.com and there you will find links to all of our social media and all the myriad ways you can support us patreon amazon uh, our audible link and all those other great things and um you know and thanks thanks for listening thanks for being here thanks for sending in feedback and commenting on our facebook posts and I uh, hope you're all enjoying your beginning of spring. Well, we hope it's beginning of spring, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Unless you're on the other side of the equator. In that case, sorry. Well, yeah. Then it no no no. Then it's starting. Then they're starting fall and fall. Well, that's fall. true. That's true. true. Yeah. But after fall comes winter. So then, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, true yeah. enough. True enough. So so sorry to all of our uh, Australian friends. <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> It will be okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. So, at least, uh, you know, uh, I have a cousin, cousin in 
Australia, and it's always funny to see her celebrating Christmas wearing shorts. So <laughs> go to the beach. Yes. Mm-hmm. You lucky ducks. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, here at least at least here in Indiana, we don't have spiders the size of small houses that want to kill you. So yeah, yeah it's a trade off. Yeah, I was gonna say there are trade offs. So. Yep. <laughs> anyway, well, so on that note, on that uh, note, speaking of songs about spiders, uh, <laughs> that's another album for another time. Uh, yes. We shall uh, sign off for this week. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Note to Rachel in the future editing, insert primal scream here. Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening, and may the squee be with you.